0: This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and
1: podcast on Steelers.com.
0: Two-man show continues as Jacob Brecht is alongside myself, Tom Opferman, on this episode of Steelers Standard. We'll get our third member of this trio back during next week's episode. So if you miss Kellen Gursky, don't worry, he ain't going anywhere. He just got a little extra stuff to do today. But Jacob, over the weekend, we saw a little bit of the Matt Canada offense get some spin, obviously, with just the rookies that were attending rookie minicamp. So the only ones that, you know, really might contribute heavily towards that Matt Canada offense that were participating were the running back, Najee Harris, and center Kendrick Green, maybe outside shot at Dan Moore, the tackle they took in the fourth round, seeing some reps on the offense this year. But those two are really the main ones. And... I kind of wanted to get into the Matt Canada offense a little bit here today. And unfortunately, I wanted to do a little glass half empty looking at it, a little pessimism as far oh, as Tom, it's concerned. Tom, Tom, Tom. Not that I think it's going to be a bad offense, more so in the light of if it fails, what are the reasons going to be for it failing? And I think you start at the very top. And I'm not trying to say that no matter, something that number seven, the Hall of Famer Ben does is going to lead to failure. But I think, you know, as the quarterback, it's very obvious for me to say that you hold the keys to any offense that you're going to be running. And it's a different offense than Ben has been used to running for really the entirety of his career because it's more of a hybrid pro college style offense. Not to say that it's gimmicky and it's all college, but it brings some of the college elements into the pro style of play. And I think the number one thing that could hold it back is Ben Roethlisberger not feeling fully committed to running it the way that it should be run and mainly the concern i have with that is him not going under center because it's very well documented that the mac canada offense is run extremely well when a quarterback takes almost the majority of his snaps from under center and although if you ask ben roethlisberger he'd tell you he doesn't care where he takes a snap he does not like to take snaps under center that's been very obvious so Right at the top, I think the one thing that you look at with this new offense being fully implemented this year as opposed to just kind of being phased in and out last year with Feekner still as the offensive coordinator and Canada as the QB coach and assistant offensive coordinator is Ben Roethlisberger getting under center and taking snaps in that position for 60% of the time during the Steelers' offensive uh, possessions in the 2021 season. I can't see
1: him agreeing to do so. I can't either. It's because I think mainly in part was the, the problem was him having Randy Fiechner as his number one guy who was totally complacent with letting Ben do whatever Ben wanted to do. And now in the last year of his career, you're going to bring in someone new who's going to to draw up completely different schemes, not just under center, but just entirely different play calls that Ben probably wasn't used to Randy Featner calling. And I don't even know if they were the same type of calls that uh, before Randy, it was... Um, Todd, Todd Haley, Haley. Yeah. I always blank on Todd Haley, uh, but it was just Ben just always seemed to have different dynamics with his with his coordinators, and we all know the the tension that was there with Haley, and then the complacency that was there with Feitner, and I, I have no idea what's going to come the relationship between uh, Canada and Ben.
0: Well, the three big criticisms that people always kind of have for Ben, as far as just the, the his play is, a he doesn't quarterback sneak. It's very obvious that he doesn't like to do that, although he did it a couple times last year. Yeah. Uh, B, he doesn't line up under center. And C, and I think the one that's real important, too, and bothers a lot of fans, is the lack of play action that the Steelers offense runs. And I know that they do play action out of that sidecar handoff formation with the shotgun. That's not not going to get the safeties and the linebackers to take that step forward as much as— When you're under center and you take three hard steps running back towards the running back and fake the handoff and you know, not want to put words in the guy's mouth, but it feels to me and he's maybe even hinted to this in the past that Ben just doesn't feel comfortable at his age turning the back to the defense and that's part of play action when you're playing under center, but you know, not just under center. You don't just play under center in the Matt Canada offense. You do a lot of play action in the Matt Canada offense as well. It's it's predicated on it. And again, I, I think that you kind of got to get over that. It's not a fear, but it's just that reservation that you're having for turning your back to that defense because, A, if you want to run this offense correctly and the way that your new coordinator wants it to be run, you got to be under center. And B, you have to be able to commit to that play action because, the play action in the Canada offense is what opens up so many of the options for you, and and really, Ben, it, it's gonna help you. Like that's what's so hard for me to find the words here. Like I'm not trying to say that you need any help because that's, you're great, but like all of this stuff that you're maybe a little uncomfortable doing is
1: set up to help you in the long run make your game easier. Yeah, that's the thing that is most questionable to all of us. Why is Ben avoiding you, things why is that ben, are of all people? Yeah. Like the quarterback back sneak
0: the is the one that also is just like you need an inch, and yeah. you're six foot it's, five. It's the most you just have guaranteed kind of, way you of You just, just kind of have to inch. sneeze, yeah. and you get that inch, Ben. You're so big, and
1: even if you're 38, 39 years old, you could still just fall forward and grab it. Philip so. Rivers did it last year for Indy, even though they yeah. had Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Drew Brees did it last year for New Orleans, even though they had James I mean, Winston it, and the, Taysom the Hill. The example
0: is always the the 43 year old man is just doing it all the time. Exactly. Like anytime he smells the goal line, it's a it's a quarterback sneak mm-hmm. for him, but yeah, it's these little plays that aren't necessary to be a great quarterback. They're kind of the minutiae in between that he just kind of has dropped off a little bit for the last couple of years on doing them. And again, like we're saying, it's only going to help Ben make the game come to him easier when he's doing play action, when he's lining up under center. He's going right. to keep the defense guessing. I mean, the Steelers go out of shotgun maybe more than any team in the NFL does. Right. That's just a form. Teams are just going to be able to even if you're going to run the ball naji's not going to be able to get a full head of steam your running back's not going to be able to get a full head of steam the sidecar handoff is just not as good as the downhill running style mm-hmm. and that downhill running style can suck safeties and linebackers up that play action can really get them to bite on where you're giving them in the sidecar yeah. they're going to be playing pass in their minds anyway right. most of the time so when they do see that sidecar handoff play action Yeah, they might take a little beat forward, a little half step forward, but they're already in their mind thinking this is most likely a pass out of the shotgun, and they're prepared for that. So you just need to be able to keep the defense guessing a little bit more, and
1: And you got to get a little bit
0: uncomfortable if you're Ben to become more comfortable, if that makes any sense. Sure.
1: That sidecar option worked when it was Le'Veon Bell, when he was a guaranteed wide receiver two, essentially, when he was out there. And Le'Veon Bell wasn't the fastest guy, but he was a punishing rusher, and he was a, we all know he was a patient rusher. So when he's coming out of that shotgun formation and Ben's just handing him to the ball to the right or left side of him, you know, Le'Veon's not trying to say let me get as much momentum heading before I, I reach the line of scrimmage. He's saying, okay, this is perfect because I have four or five yards ahead of me. Let, let the play kind of play out. Let me find the hole, and then I can just dash through it. With Najee Harris, this is a guy who's a punishing, fast rusher. He's going to need all the momentum he can. If Ben's on our center and he's five yards back, and by the time Ben snaps the ball, Najee Harris has already been running for three or four yards. Mm -hmm. He's about to gain full steam once Ben hands him the ball. That's the the difference here is that, yes, it worked when it was a different rusher in Le'Veon Bell, but with Najee Harris, it's a completely different guy. I know Najee Harris can still get involved in the pass game, and maybe he can get just as involved as Lev Bell did when he was here a couple of years ago. But when you have a guy like Najee Harris who's just a snowball trying to run you over, very much so like Derrick Henry, you want to give him as much potential momentum as possible before he reaches the line of scrimmage.
0: Yeah, no question. It's it's football 101 almost, and that's why it's kind of a head scratcher that he's kind of gotten away from it as much as he has. One factor, though, that you got to factor into this whole Ben going under center thought is he's got to break in a new center this year Mm -hmm. even if it is Hasenhauer or BJ Finney I mean it's been a couple years since Finney was on the Steelers offensive line and Hasenhauer I know he had some spot duty last year but he'd have to break in a new center no matter who it was that gets the starting job and it's most likely going to be Kendrick Green the rookie anyway and there's comfortability that you need to build up with a center when you're a quarterback you need to have that center quarterback relationship and To be quite honest, I don't know. Is it more trustworthy to get under center with a new guy? Get your hands under under the butt. Make sure it's a nice, easy connection. Or are you more comfortable if you're bent on that shotgun? I would imagine it's more comfortable breaking in a rookie being under center and not having to have him snap the ball five yards behind him without looking uh, between his legs. I mean, obviously Kendrick Green can do it. He's done it before at Illinois. But I just feel like getting that kind of chemistry with a new quarterback it's obvious to me that it would be best to have those hands under your ass right. have that connection <laughs> real solid so that you know it's there's no air time for the football it's from right. his hands to your hands
1: your biggest fear as a quarterback when you line under shotgun is the, the first cuz to do what he did in it's the Browns the first, game is the first play exactly it's the first play of the Browns playoff game when Marquise Pouncey snapped the ball over Ben's head when they it was the touchback and the ball falls into the end zone for a touch you down. fumble
0: snap when you're under center it drops to your feet right. and even if the other team gets it they're not going it's anyway. it's there's yeah, no it's, it's a dog with pile it's yeah. a
1: dog pile there's no yard gainage whatsoever if, if maybe an inch of a gain you know but Exactly. I don't, but I don't know, Tom. I'm glad you asked that question because I was going to ask you that same question. I don't know. I mean, the 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 problem is, is that you could ask 32 NFL quarterbacks, and maybe majority of them say under center, but Ben could still be the guy to say, "No, I I don't care if I played with him for 10 years like Marquise Pouncey, or if I'm playing with him for the first time like Kendra Green or BJ Finney or or Hasenauer, I'm still going to line up in the shotgun." It's it's troubling because the majority of the league could, could give the one answer, but Ben could be the guy to say, I don't care who it is. I know I'm more comfortable five yards back. One other key piece that the Steelers added that will help the Matt Canada
0: offense and maybe will help Ben Roethlisberger make decisions to be under center more uh, and run the ball more is Najee Harris, the first-round pick out of Alabama. And I think what Matt Canada probably likes the most out of this pick is the versatility and the kind of dynamic playing style that he can bring to the table great pass catcher he's already showing that off at rookie minicamp we talked about it on our episode earlier this week that you can mm. check out at Steelers.com. just look for Steelers standard there he made some great catches in practice including a one-handed catch that caught the eye of all the media members watching and he is going to bring that fold to the running back position that has been missing since Le'Veon bell left is through that passing game but I think what Canada is most attracted about is just having a potential bell cow running back that he can try to run his offense through. And he doesn't like to just do the boring line up under center and hand the ball off and you go off tackle. He wants to line up under center. He wants to send Deontay Johnson in motion two or three times, and then it's just a regular hand up off the tackle. But it's all about the eye candy. It's all about... Uh, It's all about when you break it down. Yeah, this is a very traditional run. This is, you know, something that has been done in football since Vince Lombardi created the sweep with the Green Bay Packers. Right. But it's the eye candy around it that makes it so versatile and so dangerous. And when you add a guy like Najee Harris that you can kind of lull him to sleep with some eye candy with motion, and yeah, he's going off tackle, he's going off tackle. Then all of a sudden you keep that motion going, and oh wait, Najee Harris is swinging out for a screen pass or a sweep to the outside, and he's got so much ability to break the game open in space, whether you get the ball to him through the air, whether you do it through the ground, that I think Canada just loves having that stalwart potentially in the backfield that he can rely on for 25 carries a game, and he can really complement all the eye candy around him by just being such an elite focal point that defenses have to pay attention to.
1: And I think it's a again, it's a combination of it's no longer Randy Fiechner and, and James Conner, a guy that Fiechner didn't trust. It's now Matt Canada who's more willing to run the ball and do some pre snap motion to kind of get defenses on their feet and maybe away from the, the backfield, get their eyes off the running back. And it's a guy like Najee Harris, who you can feel confident in giving the ball twenty five to forty times, however many it's it's significantly more than when James Conner was the starting running back and he was getting about five to 10 touches max per game.
0: And again, it's that passing element that Najee Harris brings uh, to the field as well. You know, the Mac Canada offense, I don't think you're going to see a lot of vertical passing threats. Of course, they're going to be there because it's an NFL version and you want to take the top off the defense, especially when you're doing a lot of eye candy and a lot of running underneath. You're going to suck safeties up and you can potentially burn them deep. But He's going to use a lot of Najee Harris out of the backfield in these passing uh, situations. I I feel like the times when Harris is going to be in their pass blocking are going to be few and far between. Maybe Ben Roethlisberger checks him into blocking because he reads blitz that needs to be picked up. He doesn't have enough linemen to pick up what's coming. But I just feel like with Matt Canada, he is going to view Najee Harris as the best player on the offense. I know that he's got Chase Claypool. I know that he's got... Juju deontay have got a good receiving core Ben Roethlisberger's a Hall of Famer, but you know Najee's really his guy I mean not saying that he was the reason why they picked him They would have picked him no matter who the O.C. Was mm-hmm. but this is a first draft for Canada's in that ru- War room as an offensive coordinator, you know, you got Colbert and Tomlin communicating But when you're picking on the offensive side of the ball the third person in that chain of communication is is Matt Canada mm-hmm. and I have to imagine that he's extremely excited to have a guy Like Najee in his backfield. And again, I think he views him already as the number one option on his offense. He wants the offense to flow through Harris. And, you know, when you have an aging quarterback, that is exactly what needs to be the mindset. It's just a little awkward going back to what we opened this episode with when you might have to convince the quarterback a little bit on, hey, I'm trying to help you here. Like, like, I know you love gunslinging, Ben, but we need to run the ball a lot more, and I want Najee to be my offensive focal point. Like You were the offensive focal point for this Pittsburgh Steelers offense for 15 years. It's just time to try to uh-huh. make it run through something else. And I would even bring up Le'Veon Bell, and I'd be like, look, when you had Bell,
1: that I mean, offense hummed through him. You and loved it made your giving life, him the ball. It made yeah. your
0: life so easy. This guy is the same thing, and I'm not saying you have to hand it off all the time, Ben, but— a little 5, 10-yard dump-off passes, those are going to be back. And they're going to change to 15, 20 yards after the catch because he's such an athletic freak in the open field. So hopefully it doesn't take too much convincing. But, yeah, I, I think Canada is absolutely smitten with Najee Harris. Oh, I, I would so be. Too. I would I be think too, he's spending night after night after night staying up late, drawing up different things on that offensive side of the ball that he thinks Najee can execute. And he's getting creative and having a lot of fun with it.
1: Absolutely. I mean, this is the guy that – Kevin Colbert has said from day one that this was the guy that we wanted from day one. And for Matt Canada, this is basically you're five years old, your mom or your dad, and you go to a candy store and and they say you can buy anything you want. I don't care what it is, how big, how pricey you go in, you buy the biggest lollipop you can, (laughs) and it's exactly what you wanted. You walk out, your parents give you no slack for the ridiculous size it is, and you're as happy as can be. This is exactly what Matt Canada wanted. Matt Canada, I'm sure, was begging Kevin Colbert and the front office to say, I know an offensive lineman can help protect Ben, but it's not going to help the offense as a whole. It's not going to help me personally do my job any better. This guy, Najee Harris, can do that for me, can do that for us. Please do whatever you can to go out and get him if he's there, and they did that. And I'm sure Matt Canada, as you said, Tom, is trying to get Najah Harris incorporated into as many plays and his playbook as he possibly can, whether it's a decoy, whether it's pre-snap motion, whether it's actually giving him the ball, whether it's check-down plays for Ben, you know, even if it's a designed long ball, but he's there as a check-down. I mean, that's something, as, as we said, Ben loved doing for Le'Veon Bell, no matter If Martavis Bryant or Antonio Brown or whoever was open down the field, if Le'Veon Bell was there three, four, five yards down the field, it was going into the hands of Lev Bell. So I'm sure Matt Canada is trying everything he can to get Najee involved in some capacity. Another big aspect to the Matt Canada
0: offense, and I'm very familiar with this being a Pitt fan when he was the OC at Pitt, best offense I've ever seen in my life from Pitt Panthers, by the way, was with Matt Canada at the helm. Uh, I think James Conner had a little bit of help to do with that Mm -hmm. as well. But, look, he had a superstar running back at Pitt, and look at how great that offense was. Now he potentially has another superstar running back here in Pittsburgh for the Steelers. But one thing that's a huge element in this offense is the jet sweeps. And even if you don't hand the ball off, it's that motion that gets the defense guessing a little bit. I alluded to it a little earlier when talking about Najee Harris and his Running the ball, but when you have the jet sweeps working in the Canada offense, you saw last year just how effective it could be and that was coming off of a team that really didn't have a running back that could establish himself on the ground like we hope Harris could but it's just interesting when you saw the jet sweep working the most you also saw the Steelers running backs having their best games because you have those jet sweeps happening before those runs and it keeps when the running back is playing well the defense has to commit to him. And then all of a sudden you can surprise him with those jet sweeps when you mm-hmm. actually do hand the ball off to Claypool. But the guy that I think is perfect to run these is Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, so small, so quick, fast, yeah. at agility through the roof. That's exactly what Matt Canada likes. Uh, you know, I pit the guy who ran the jet sweeps a lot was kind of their fourth wide receiver. He was just small, shifty. He was really good out uh when he was out in space and he had the bonus, he ended up making people miss. And obviously in the NFL, you're not just going to have a gimmick guy on your roster just to run one or two jet sweeps per game. But that's the beauty of the Steelers. When they're number two wide receiver in people's minds, three at the worst, right. who is a number two on most any other teams, he's the perfect guy for thats that. He'll be sending in motion a ton. I hope I see a lot of jet sweep handoffs to Deontay Johnson. I
1: mean, when we had... Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. It was Martavis Bryant, Bryant running, running those, those jet and he was doing, he he was so good at it because so good he was at so it. Fa- even though he's the entire opposite of what Deontay Johnson is, he's more like a Chase Claypool. He was the guy most comfortable doing so. Well, that's the thing. It was his speed that really made it the difference.
0: Canada also. Showed you know his ability to adjust based on where they were in the field as to who gets those jet sweeps. When they're at the goal line, he'd give him to Chase Claypool, Claypool that big body right. so that he can get in. And honestly, I wouldn't hate seeing Juju get him when there's one or two yards. Yeah, to I go mean because he's just
1: Juju's Juju doesn't go down years, on the first hit. So Juju's like, first couple of years when he was on the team, if you remember the goal to go situations, he wasn't even like lined up. You know, away he was kind of lined up maybe like a foot or two away from. The, the offensive line, and, and he didn't even have to go all the way around. It wasn't a full sweep. He would just cut through the offensive line, and they ran those on goal-to-go. They ran those on two-point conversions, and they almost always worked. Again, it's got to be
0: bad, though. It's got to be about the timing. I,
1: you can argue that
0: they're the same thing when you're in shotgun and you do the jet sweep with the pop pass versus when you're under center, and mm-hmm. you kind of just real quickly time it up so right when, right when that wide receiver hits the guard's butt, you snap the ball and yeah. turn real quick and hand it to him. Uh, that's timing that needs to be worked on throughout the entire offseason, and luckily the Steelers have a full offseason of workouts that they can work on that timing, whereas last year they did not. They had to really try to implement elements of a Matt Canada offense on the fly through virtual meetings and quick training camp sessions before that first week against the Giants. So it's going to be interesting to see him try to put all of this together, have offseason workouts to get the timing right, and of course, seeing if Ben Roethlisberger will commit to it. But with the tight ends and the receivers, other than the Jets sweeps with the receivers, if everything else is working, and I mean like the running game and the jet sweeps and the motion is causing confusion on the defense, there should be two wide receivers open almost every single right. play. Um, even though there's not a true number one that's going to draw a ton of coverage and teams are going to try to single coverage, I think everybody on the Steelers, I just think there's so many options out right. there that Canada's going to be able to scheme these guys open. You know, he might send James Washington on a streak down the field, have Juju run a curl, Claypool drag across the middle, and Najee Harris find some space in the open uh-huh. field. Someone, if it's just Najee, at the worst-case scenario, but it's someone should be extra open guy. there. And another thing that's huge in Matt Canada's offense is tight ends on drags. Just, right. I don't know if this would be the case here. It wasn't pit a lot rolling the quarterback out and hitting tight ends on rollouts. I don't know if Ben Roethlisberger He's is one do to that. do rollouts anymore. And I don't know if he should be doing rollouts anymore, to be honest with you. That would look kind of funny in my mind. But yeah, I think Ebron and Fryermuth for that matter too, are going to find a lot of openings, 10 yards down the field, dragging across through kind of, for lack of a better term, chaos created by mm-hmm. the rest of the offense and the rest of the scheme that Canada's drawing up. So I think you'll be able to find tight ends open a lot. I think nausea will come open a lot. I think the safety valves will be there. And I honestly think if you're running it right, there's so much for the defense to worry about pre-snap. You're going to get a lot of busted coverage. Right. Claypool's going to be able to hot route into a deep route that Ben sees that a mismatch. And that's the beauty of Ben, too, is he
1: although can get the ball down
0: there. he gets a little too hot route happy, he gets a little too check out of the run, go to the pass happy, he still knows when a mismatch is there and it's the right time to check out of it. So if he could just do it a little less and make sure that the opportunities are perfect when he does it, I think there's going to be a ton of busted coverages. There's going to be a ton of plays downfield, even though I said it's not Matt Canada's style to get the ball too deep downfield. I think just naturally that's going to open up based on how much you're kind of death by a thousand paper cutting them uh, on the underneath routes throughout the
1: entire game. Definitely. It's something that Ben has shown us that he's capable of in the past, but... Just a matter of Tom, like how comfortable will he be with I guess this many options. Because when it was A when it was A B and Lev Bell in town, it was A B option number one, Lev Bell number two. Okay, same thing with Claypool. How you mentioned if if it was Martavis Bryant, kind of a, a hot route into a deep route, you know, he would throw the ball deep to Martavis Bryant. But it was almost always go the ball was going to A V A B and Lev Bell. I mean, we talked about we talked about uh, snap uh, shares or, or or play shares, the amount of percentages that AB and Lev Bell had, it's probably like 90-something percent uh, when they were at their peak together playing uh, from like 2016 to 2017, those two years specifically. it was in, It was inconceivable that two guys could get the ball that much compared to the rest of the team. And I don't know if Ben's going to be okay with just dividing the share that evenly between what, four receivers, now two tight ends, and, a, and, an all, and what we hope to be someday a Pro Bowl running back.
0: Now, one element of the offensive line that hasn't been there for a decent amount of time, but something that he was able to do a lot during his younger years, his first half of his career, was the Marquise Pouncey Center pool. And I don't want to put too much on a Kendrick Green's plate because he is just a rookie and he doesn't have the pedigree that Marquise Pouncey did coming out of college when Pouncey was a first round pick, Kendrick Green getting taken in the third round. But, you know, the book on him is he's a mauler, he's mean, and he's extremely athletic. And that's kind of exactly what Pouncey was. So you might want to call him Pouncey Light just for lack of or just for the sake of not putting too much expectations on the rookie. But I would like to try and see if he can get that center pull down because I think that in a Canada offense, if you can get the timing right and you hand Deontay Johnson a handoff on a jet sweep and you have Kendrick Green pulling right right out in front of him, I mean, centers don't pull. Mm -hmm. So when Pouncey was able to do that, it was a totally different dynamic facing a defense that – you know, all the other 31 teams that they face, you don't really ever see that. You're seeing the guards pull, you're seeing the tackles pull, but all of a sudden you're getting a pull from the center spot and the guard spot on the same play. It's totally like forming a wall in front of your running back. It's almost right. impossible to not get at least five yards. And on if it's like a guy that. like Najee
1: Harris, who's not an overthinker. He's just running the ball. He's, he's going to get five yeah. yards
0: at the very least. So uh, again, I don't know if he has the ability to. He's probably not as much of an athlete as Pounce was and it might be unfair to put that on him, but At training camp, at mini camps, I would try to see how he does with pulling from that center spot. You're young, you're athletic. Uh, If we can add this kind of wrinkle to this offensive line play, especially in this offense where there's so much movement and confusion already, I mean, it could just, again, just keep taking it over the top. And you know, as we talk our way through this, you kind of start talking yourself into it being a very good offense, but it's all predicated on all of the from the line from the receivers to the quarterback to the running back all of them buying in and running it the way that it's supposed to be run.
1: Definitely. I don't know. It's just whether Ben will even allow that to happen, right? It's when the play is called it's it's Ben's play call. It's Ben's it's, play call. So will he be the one to allow it? It's I'm sure Canada will want, will want to run it, but it's it's still unfortunately, and I say unfortunately because the, the tendency seems to be that Ben wants to stay in his comfort zone, and that is well outside of his comfort I just, zone. Here's what I weird my thought on Ben is I think he's willing, I
0: don't think he's a jerk. So I think he's willing to do it. Like we saw at the beginning of last year that he implemented some of the Canada offense and ran it, and it did well. I mean, in the goal line, especially with those jet sweeps but i think as you alluded to the comfort zone as the season wears on i think you know the grind mentally just kind of gets to him and he just reverts back to i'm just going to do it this way yeah. because it's less stressful on my brain and you know i get that as a 39 year old quarterback it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks and that's exactly what the steelers are trying to do right now granted it's not the newest of tricks i mean it's still right. basically football it's just a little bit more gimmicky than he might be used to but yeah, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger has to completely buy into this Canada offense if it wants to be the level we are projecting right now that it could reach, which would be a very prolific offense in the NFL. Also, last thought, you just hope that if there is a little bit of lack of Ben Roethlisberger trying to run it, that you don't see friction pop up between Canada and Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, you don't that's, want you don't want the, Todd don't want Haley, the twilight, well, and also you don't want the twilight of your Hall of Fame quarterback's right. career to be mired in an offensive coordinator fight with the sure. new offensive coordinator. So, things to look out for. It really I have a, feeling that, I have like a feeling
1: that won't happen just because no. we know who Todd Haley was off the field. We knew the trouble he got into. Don't it, think that can't is that guy. No, we it, don't know
0: you yet, but I don't think so. But
1: even the personalities don't seem to be mirroring each other in any way. So I think we're okay there. That's going to do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. We're going to look over on the
0: defensive side of the ball. There's some holes that I think could be filled, maybe through free agency. So we'll talk about that, look at some of the free agents that might be out there that could be cheap enough to come in and fit just one specific role for that defense. So. We'll get into that. Thanks for listening to this episode. Check out all our episodes at Steelers.com. Just look for Steelers Standard under the podcast page there. Or you can download and subscribe to Steelers Standard on Apple or Spotify. Make sure you do that. We definitely love all the downloads and subscribes that we can get. For Jacob Recht, I am Tom Opperman, and we will talk to you on our next episode. Thank you, as always, for listening.